What I like so much about the chief of staff role is that you're really able to place a person anywhere in the organization. And that doesn't necessarily mean that this person needs to be an expert in like a thing or two, but they're always able to manage a team, to run a project, to keep people, keep people accountable and to just stabilize as well. So it's somebody that is very flexible in terms of what they can do and what they own at a certain point in time. Project A Podcast. Hello everybody, this is Rainer from Project A and today I'm happy to welcome you to our podcast about the topic What is a Chief of Staff? I'm super happy to welcome today Alice Bartler, um, until recently Head of Operations at Opinary, Luzi Wienicke, Chief of Staff at Microsoft Industries and Charlotte Niklas, Venture Developer at Project A. And I would like to start with a question that we always like to ask in the beginning of this podcast, which is, was there a moment or mentor that brought you into the world of startups? Alice. Uh, yes, so um, I arrived in the startup world after I worked in politics. I was always working on digital topics and uh, I had the opportunity to join uh, Groupon. Uh, in Belgium for taking care of their communication and uh, public affairs and actually my job turned into being way more business because I met my uh, managing director at the time uh, and he took me under his wing and uh, after that I never really left um, more business and operations role um, in, in startups. Okay, Charlotte, how was it for you? Um, I ended up in the startup world through, I guess, something that started off in university as a side project. Um, and then me and my friend, we, st we joined this accelerating acceleration program, um, which I enjoyed very much. And then I thought that's my, that's the place where I feel comfortable, where I feel um, I can, I want to work and um, I never left. Mm -hmm. And Lucy? Yeah, for me, it was a little bit similar. At least it was in the university context. So I was a working student in a big corporate company, and I always thought this is a kind of an environment I want to work. But uh, I discovered during my almost three years there as a working student that it's uh, everything is moving slow, and you don't really have an impact. And so this is why I decided immediately after I finished my studies that uh, the startup world this is where I belong, because I really want to work in an environment where I can and really have an impact and, and change something to the better. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks a lot. So the topic today is chief of staff. To be honest, this is a little uh, bit of a role that I first knew from US TV series like probably House of Cards or West Wing, if you want to take a more positive example. And there's always a chief of staff. They're running around. They do super important stuff. Nobody knows exactly what, but they are super important. And today we want to figure out what that actually really means. Um, and we start with Lucy because you are among us the person who really has this role today at one of our investments, Micropsy. So what is it that you're doing there? Um, basically, I think you could describe it uh, with uh, having the overview in the company. So you know every little detail what's going on and really keep in mind uh, what is important for the company, supporting the CEO. So I basically describe the role with the secret weapon of the CEO. So I'm the one who gets tasks that are CEO tasks, but he hasn't got the time or the capacity or project where we don't have the department yet. So I'm basically taking care of uh, preparing and coordinating uh, reportings, board meetings, decisions that the C-level has to take or major changes in the strategy. 
-hmm. and basically I'm always jumping in when there is no one there who could take care of in a, like a sea level way. Okay, so if you would compare it, I don't know, to field sports like football or hockey, it would be a little bit like the role of the captain, like yes. the extended arm of yes. the coach mm -hmm, on the definitely. field. Okay. Um, Alice, um, when you were working at Groupon, um, you did exactly that job, right? Yes, so I was uh, the chief of staff for the uh, international vice president for Western and Central Europe. Um, the main difference I can see now with the, the startups I'm working at is that um, it was a way more mature company. It was uh, almost a, a corporate with still the, the fast based um, of a startup. Um, one of the main difference is that I was working um, with very senior people when it was the beginning of my career. Um, so it's a very different place uh, you have in the, the sociability of the company. Um, that being said, um, some of the things I learned um, um, there, I still use them uh, in my job. So as Lucy said, that uh, you would be uh, the secret weapon of uh, the, 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 the CEO. I still keep that, for instance, and that um, I give a lot of feedback about the structure, the process, um, the projects that the company is running. and. What I do is that every two weeks or every week when I have time, I send a foot for foot email at my, uh, at my manager with a lot of observations of things that we should keep under our radar uh, to keep the company moving in a better way. So very much an enabler uh, position. Yes, for, advisor for and uh, advisors and uh, taking a lot of feedback from the others to identify where there might be some loops yeah. uh, in the operations and bring it up. Uh, so to be sure that we, we don't end up with things that are unseen uh, and not on the, the overview of the CEO, yeah. basically. Okay. Um, Charlotte, uh, for the last few months, um, I think you've spent a lot of time in Copenhagen, where I'm working together with our investment Dixa. Um, and I think you had a similar role there. Is that correct? Yeah, it was not a, a chief of staff role in, in itself, but I was I basically... Um, Yeah, came in as, as a support for the chief commercial officer who was running the um, uh, sales and, and customer success department. Um, uh, and yeah, my role like also, I guess, um, uh, or what I was doing matches what, what you guys just said before, um, is very much of um, implementing structures and processes, but also a lot about, you know, getting feedback from people and having one-to-one -one conversations and, and um, not looking at, you know, What is it that they're doing? But how do they feel about it? And how are they doing? How what is the what is the feeling in the, in the entire team? So that has been definitely very um, insightful and a lot of fun. Would you say that it might be part of the role that a that you just like fill in the gaps and you probably do what otherwise like would be left on the table, Lucy? Um, I think this is a good description because of course a lot of startups have this role because mm -hmm. they don't have like a head of every department yet so it's kind of a building role and, and maybe after like it's everything is set up it might be not needed anymore also I think that it's always great even when the company has departments for everything it's great to have this kind of secret weapon that you can just yeah. bring on the table when you have really urgent topics that don't really belong any anywhere yet yeah so at some point, Ronnie Wuyne, the CEO of Microsy, decided to have a chief of staff and he hired you for that. So um, you think this is what he had in mind? What did he tell you? I mean, you were probably, I don't know, did, did you apply for that specific job with that title? 
or how did the interview process go? I mean, not really. I mean, I think it was it was called chief of staff, and I didn't really understood what this was supposed to mean. So they added business development, which you can yeah. always add when you don't really know <laughs> how to describe a role, but it has something to do which is important and management. Um, and yes, uh, I since I knew the the person I was applying through from Project A, it's a, mm -hmm. a here a colleague of, of you, and uh, she was describing the role. And I think what describes it best, it was Ronnie had in mind, is that uh, I remember the moment when uh, a month after I joined he said to me uh, I really feel that you are here because now I finally get to work on things I really should be working on mm -hmm. and of course that was a joke but I think that that really really yeah. uh, shows what he had in mind when he was searching for this role in particular so it shows uh, that the enablement of other people mm -hmm. out of that role really goes in all directions you basically enable the the teams on the ground to really do their work you yeah. Uh, probably inspire or challenge um, the, the leadership and you actually also get things done for the, the founders so that they can focus on, on mm -hmm. their stuff. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, interesting. Um, Charlotte, in your role as venture developer, you have seen a lot of companies. Do you think that more of them should actually have a chief of staff or is it uh, equal to having a Uh, a COO or in general somebody looking after ops I mean like how do you how would you put that together in a in a puzzle that makes sense mm. so regarding the first question um, whether um, every company should have a chief of staff I think there's a, a moment and a stage in time where it makes sense for um, a company um, that is um, uh, yeah um, growing very rapidly or maybe like even expanding over different locations or building up new teams or more competencies to to bring something somebody like that in I don't think it's necessary from the very first start I think um, a lot of the things that um, uh, a chief of staff would take on um, as, as Lucia also said before like projects that the CEO uh, you know would be working on but doesn't have time for example I think any CEO in the beginning of a company should have the time to do what they're what they're supposed to do but at one point it's just going to get so big and so complex that they need somebody else to rely on. So I think um, it's definitely not in the beginning, but um, when you add more complexities to, to the organization, I think. Um, regarding the second question, whether it's not equal to a COO or somebody running operations, um, what I like so much about the chief of staff role is that you're really able to place a person anywhere in the organization. And that doesn't necessarily mean that this person needs to be an expert in like a, a thing or two, but they're always able to manage a team to run a project, to keep people, keep people accountable, and to just stabilize as well. So it's somebody that is very flexible in terms of what they can do and what they own at a certain point in time. Um, and they also might not have any direct reports. Um, they can. But it's also neat because with that flexible role, you um, can place people under them that you wouldn't want to place due to uh, maybe company politics or you know people preferences into any of the other teams mm -hmm. you say you you take somebody like oh, i don't really want to place them in marketing but not really in sales and maybe not in customer success or maybe not in product but you can place them on the chief of staff and that allows those people to just remain flexible in the organization okay so you have to be comfortable to be thrown into a topic that you're not an expert in you might need to cover it you might need to manage it for some time Okay. Yeah. Um, Alice, what else would you say? What does it take to be a chief of staff? Which skills do you need? 
and which uh, challenges should you expect to handle? So um, I quite like the idea of uh, being the secret weapon, but you also need to be the discreet shield uh, for your CEO or your manager. So a lot of the job is actually to protect uh, the time and uh, the focus capacity of your CEO and actually learn how to say no uh, to request. Um, so uh, being able to say no uh, in a very diplomatic manner is definitely something you need to have. Um, and the one toolkit that's super useful uh, is to know your RACI and to just be able to very quickly analyze if the information needs to go to the CEO, if he needs to be actively involved, uh, if he needs to be consultant, whatever, mm -hmm. and to be able to justify also why this or this topic is um, of his, of his um, competence or not. Um, then again, a chief of staff, you need to be a self-starter um, because you need to, to be able to take up some projects um, uh, very quickly. Um, and also you need to be very humble. Um, you can easily be um, stepping on the toes of your colleagues uh, or giving them the feeling you are. Um, and again, for me, it was special. I was always the youngest in the room. Uh, with very senior people, um, so it also takes uh, humility, but also like no, you need you need to stand for yourself, yeah. and that you need to be respected by these people, and that you're not just a nice accessory. You're yeah. actually really this this weapon and shield uh, for the person you're working with, and. Then the one thing that is super important as a chief of staff is that you need to have an excellent relationship with your boss. Um, in, at Groupon, for instance, or in other companies, there was a lot of chief of staff, actually, for most very senior level persons. Okay. And um, one of the key of the success of the chief of staff is the, the relationship and the quality of your relationship with your manager. Okay. One thing that seems to go very well together with being a chief of staff is having had some relation to working with data before um, Alice, right? So um, I all learned that during my job as a chief of staff and uh, earlier at, yeah, at Groupon. Um, it's very true that uh, a large part of the role is around reporting and data and financial reporting. So you need to start being very at your ease with this. And um, as you manage large projects, naturally backing your decision on data is super important. Um, so yes, I would definitely see data analysis and uh, business acumen as two very strong points in your um, um, competences to, to be a good chief of staff. Okay. And uh, for me, I really, really, really became much better uh, at uh, data crunching and deep diving when I was a chief of staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I worked as a consultant for data analytics before I started at Micropsy in March and uh, this is definitely something I need every day. I mean, I built the reporting together with uh, Project A and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to investors, so of course uh, numbers are always the topic and I'm also uh, kind of uh, helping marketing to, to make uh, the website uh, accountable, etc. So you're talking about data every day basically and also you have to be very analytical. So I think to have a background in data or to be at least interested in, in numbers and then KPIs is very helpful. Um, two things that you mentioned, one is um, I understand it's probably part of the role that you have to be comfortable or probably at least okay with also representing things that are a little bit unpopular in the company, 
Would you say that? Would you agree to that? Uh, it's as you're close to a management role, you definitely need to uh, to to support decisions that can be unaccepted by the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, and this is also, yeah, this is because it's a it's a job with high responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not always pleasant. Yeah. The other thing is you mentioned, and I got about that because of you mentioned uh, RACI, uh, yeah. RACI metrics. Probably not everybody familiar with that. We can put it into the notes probably under here. Um, like dividing processes and projects or, or, or different areas of responsibility into who's responsible, accountable, consulted and informed. Usually people who work with something like that are very structured. I assume it's a role for which you have to be a very structured person and worker, right? Yeah, because you basically structure everyone else as well. Yeah. So you have to be very structured, yes. Biggest challenges, maybe you mentioned already some, um, Alice, Charlotte and uh, Lucy, anything where you would say that was something really challenging that I had to do in this role? Basically, you really have to step up and as Alice mentioned, you have to also sometimes uh, kind of protect uh, the CEO or s someone else uh, in front of a, a lot of people and you, they don't really know what you're doing in the, in, the, in the company in the beginning because chief of staff is, as you explained, not a really popular role. Mm -hmm. So nobody knows why you have the, the responsibility to do that, but you step up and you, you just do it. And yeah. you just uh, have to kind of fight your way or find your way uh, to, to finally have this position. But it's not from the beginning on. Yeah, sounds really tough. I mean, you have to, you have to shield the CEO, take up uh, unpopular positions, structure other people's work, etc. Um, Charlotte, would you still recommend this uh, to somebody for their career? Absolutely. I think whoever is up for a challenge and uh, likes to take responsibility and really witness um, uh, the growth of a company from the core, um, I think that is definitely a very interesting um, position to hold. Um, regarding like your question earlier, what, what you think would be a challenge. I think, um, uh, as you, Alice, also said, um, you really need to stand for yourself. And I think it's really crucial. And I would, any, uh, I would expect any CEO or whoever hires you as a chief of staff to also expect that from you, that, um, that you keep them accountable. And you tell them, if you give them feedback, you tell them things that they might not want to hear, but what they need to hear in order to run the organization better or to make certain decisions. So you're not just the person that um, will take care of a lot of projects or people management for them, but you're also the person um, that says, let's have this conversation about something that is really, really uncomfortable, but we need to address it and we need to solve it together. I think that is also a big responsi responsibility. And in that case, not everybody would be suited for that role. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you take care of stuff, but it doesn't mean that you really take over the accountability. You are accountable that the others keep their accountability and you are with your whip after them and make sure that a CEO, for example, is also doing his or her job and, and it's basically fulfilling their role, right? You would agree to that? Yeah. Um, and in that sense, the job can be very similar to project management office that yeah. you see a lot more now also in the companies in a sense that you you're here to make sure that the project planning of the company is moving forward. Um, yeah, what yeah. the senior level can tend to be too busy to look at. And you learn a lot in that role, right? That was my biggest learning curve. I had so much fun. Yeah. Um, what's a good salary range? What should somebody expect to earn when they enter into that role? 
I mean, Lucy, you don't have to tell what you're earning now. It would probably also not be fair towards uh, uh, to, to, towards uh, microbsy. But in general, what's the range? What would you say? I mean, you definitely have to be at a, at a head-off level. Mm-hmm. And that really depends on, on, the, on the area the company is working in and in the size and at the status, especially with a startup where they are now, how much, how much money they make already. But it's definitely like a, it's a C-level role, so, and so should be the center. Yeah. Okay. That gives a rough idea. Does somebody want to share some numbers? Um, yeah, well, it, it depends on the size of the company, but uh, definitely you shouldn't be less than a head off so you could expect minimal 60k a year i would say okay. at least in berlin yeah mm-hmm. um maybe not so much on the salary range but i think like the package as a whole would also be interesting to um, decide whether you want to give that person shares in the company to incentivize them in a certain way yeah um it, even if the if the head offs are incentivized that that way or i mean at least the, the ceo and the other c level managers are incentivized in that way. So that would be something interesting interesting to think about within the whole package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you would see, the, I mean, the, the, the role um, or the title uh, contains the word chief. You would see them on eye level with a CTO or a CMO? That's the tricky part for me. Um, it depends on how the company is structured, but most of the time you're more a director than a C-level as a real yeah. one. You tend to report to these people. Yeah. But sometimes that, that also depends on the project. Sometimes they might be reporting to you. So that's a very, that, that, that can really differ. Do you think, from, from everything I hear, it doesn't sound like a job that you would take right after university, right? You need to have a little bit of experience, have gathered a little bit of seniority in order to go in there and be able to represent that, the seniority that you need in order to have also the respect from the people you have to, mm-hmm. to go after, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, well, anything you would like to add for now? Um, I would just like to add that I uh, 100% recommend this, uh, this role for, for people who are striving to become like a VP, a head of a CEO or especially a founder themselves, especially if you're thinking of, of, of having your own company one day. This is the role where you basically learn everything you need to, to be a founder yourself one day. Yeah. What would you aim at um, having as a next role after being chief of staff? Where do you see your next career step, Luzi? That's hard to say right now because I really enjoy being a chief <laughs> of staff, to be honest. Uh, but if you are working... I learned so much right now, yeah. but I think the next step is definitely like a, a C-level position. Okay, yeah. because I mean, like, if you are like on a certain functional track, you mm-hmm. work in marketing or IT mm-hmm. or so, mm-hmm. the path is pretty relatively clear. Yeah. Chief of staff, as this is more like a generalist role, mm-hmm. it's not the as clear where it would yeah, lead. Exactly. Yeah. Charlotte, for you it's more difficult because you actually you do that or a similar role, but being a venture developer, but also that is a generalist role. Mm-hmm. So where wh- what's what's your aspiration? Um, I think just learning more about this position has definitely opened my eyes to um, an, like a next step or let's say another direction I could go into. Um, but I think like as you're thinking about the next step, it always makes sense to just see like, okay, how will this play out in, in five years? Or like I think you said like as well, Lutzi, somebody that's looking to maybe go into a COO sort of role or even wanting to found their own startup. I think that's a fantastic first experience to, to get under your belt. 
Um, and I think for anybody looking at the at the chief of staff position, it's crucial to understand what how does that look like in in the company uh, that you want to work in because it can be so versatile that it also means it, it means something very different in in different you know business models or or industries or organizations. Um, so I think it does allow you to go into different directions, but um, it might just look very different in in different companies. Yeah. Um, Alice, um, you're at the moment looking for a new opportunity. Mm -hmm. So what do you um, try um, to hit for, as well, a next job? I, um, I started to redirect in operations and this is an area I really like. Um, but actually working as a chief of staff also gives you the ability to work later as a managing director, mm -hmm. for instance. And this is also something I'm considering. Um, so a job is more around uh, yeah, um, managing market, or even uh, start building the companies. Okay, so if you're interested actually in uh, working with Alice, um, we will also put her, I guess, her LinkedIn profile or you so can. into the notes. Absolutely. So you can reach out to her. <laughs> Thanks very much, folks. Um, that was very interesting. Um, and I hope to see you here uh, soon again for another podcast or whatever else. Um, and uh, thanks very much to our audience and hope that you stay with us. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you did, how about you subscribe on Spotify and or iTunes and give us a rating.